Blog Talk Radio. The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Grimoire, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, Do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. Father Charminade, Apostle of Mary. Paris, July 14th, 1789. The Bastille falls. For generations, the rulers of France had ignored the self-evident truth that all men are created equal. And now they were swept away by the deluge of resentment and hatred for past wrongs and injustices. As so often happens in social upheaval, the extremists exploited the people's emotions and rose to power. From Paris, The revolution spread to all parts of France and was quickly felt in Bordeaux, the great seaport of southwestern France. And here, Joseph and Louis Chaminade were summoned one January day, 1791, by the revolutionary officials. Citizens, Joseph and Louis Chaminade, you're aware, are you not, of the civil constitution of the clergy voted by the assembly? We know of it, yes. Let me remind you of certain provisions. One, the bishops are to be elected by the citizens of the district. But this would mean that some of the Catholic clergy would be elected by non-Catholics. Silence, citizen Chaminade. You'll speak when I tell you. Two, ecclesiastical estates are now national property. Henceforth, the state will pay the salaries of the clergy. Three, Religious orders are abolished. Monastic vows prohibited. Lastly and most important, all priests who refuse to sign the oath of fidelity to the new constitution are prohibited from exercising their calling. Do you understand? Yes. This is all very clear. Why have you not taken the oath? 
Because the civil constitution denies the authority of the Pope and thus withdraws the church in France from the center of Catholic unity. Takes from the church its divine constitution. Let me tell you, citizens, the penalty for disobedience is death. Now, are you ready to take the oath of fidelity? I am not. Nor am I. And I suggest you both leave France at once. The Chaminades remained in France, in spite of the warning. Until the summer of 1792, Bordeaux was relatively peaceful, because the city depended on trade, and the merchants wanted no disturbances. Priests from other districts flocked to the city, and soon the revolutionary club stirred up the mobs by saying the peace of the city was endangered by an influx of traitorous citizens. Citizens, hear me. Now let me read to you what the reactionary Abbe Langrand writes about the oath. I have here his open letter to France, mind you, to all of France. Now here it is. Listen. It astounds me to see that the same people who have decreed religious liberty should reduce 50,000 priests to the cruel alternative of a false oath or hopeless poverty. Oh, did you hear that? Abbe Langora, this non-juring defender of a worn-out system full of abuses and injustices, he calls us, you and me, he calls us false. I ask you, who is the false one? He or us? Then follow me. I know where to find him. rushed to the Abbe's home, seized him, and dragged him to the home of the Archbishop. And on the way, a friend, Abbe Dupuis, tried to save him, but he too was dragged to the palace steps. And there both men were stabbed to death. Imitating the Paris mobs, they put their heads on pikes and paraded them through the streets. A few days after this event, Louis appeared at the house Father Chaminade had taken on the outskirts of Bordeaux. I've been ordered to leave France. Where will you go? To Spain, along with a long list of others who are ordered into exile. Hasn't your order come to? No. Well, I don't understand how they could have overlooked one as active as you. Well, they think I'm already gone. And if they find you still here, they may kill you. Oh, come to Spain with me. No, Louis. I must remain in Bordeaux. But how can you? Come with me. Something to show you. Trap door. No one would ever suspect it. I'm well hidden here. I think I'll be safe. But as you go about the city, someone will recognize you. I'll go about in disguise and carry out my priestly vows as long as God wills it. Oh, I wish I could stay too. It's out of the question, Louis. They will know whether or not you leave France, but as I said, they'll not look for me. They think I'm in Spain. But you can't stay undercover for long. Sooner or later, the word will reach the officials that a priest in disguise is administering sacraments. Then they'll be after you like a pack of bloodhounds. Don't worry about me, Louis. 
We're in God's hands. What more do we need? Citizen! Chamin out, still in Bordeaux. I want him brought in. But I've talked to people who knew him by sight, and they all say Chaminade fled to Spain. Of course his friends say he's in Spain. That's what he wanted us to believe. And there are others besides him. Well, there can't be many. We've sent more than 20 to the guillotine. As long as there's one priest here, there's too many. But you concentrate on Chaminade. Find him. But I've looked for him high and low, and not a sign. You've looked for him, but you don't see him. Why? Because you look for a priest instead of looking at every man you see as if he might be the priest. You don't expect him to parade the streets in his priestly robes now, do you? No, but, but if Ergo, you... Ergo, he must be disguised as a workman or tradesman or doctor. Oh, yes, of course. So, if you hear of someone dying, you go and see if the last rites were given. If you hear of a wedding, find out if a priest performed the ceremony. Yes, an excellent idea. I'll follow them out. But if I could have a few more men... No! No more men. I give you something even better. This. This piece of paper, how does that help? A new decree just issued. It carries the death penalty not only for priests, but those who shelter them. Now get out of here and find Chaminade. citizen. Do you want a kettle mended? Did you see a priest go this way? A priest, good citizen? Yes, yes, a priest named Chaminade. Oh, my friend, don't you know that all priests who wouldn't take the oath were ordered to leave France? So what would a priest be doing in Bordeaux? Stupid. Do you think he would be wearing his priestly robes and parading about the city? Naturally, he would be in disguise. Yes, yes, of course. I never thought of that. So, did you see anyone in this street besides yourself? Well, now that you ask that, I did see a man about the middle of the block when I turned the corner. What did he look like? Where did he go? Well, I judged from his manner of walking, he was a man not very old. Could you say he was about uh, 30? Oh, yes, I could say that. With fair hair and medium height and slender? Yes, yes, that must be the man you're looking for. Which way did he go? Well, he seemed to be in somewhat of a hurry and turned the corner one block beyond this one. Come on, men, forward, on the double. He can't be far away. Thank you, Tinker. Something to mend, young sir? Father, here's a kettle. In it is a list of people asking for sacraments. Thank you, Jean. Go. We must not be seen talking together too long. Father, be extra careful. They've just posted a new decree. Death to anyone who harbors a priest. Ah. And to make matters worse, they know that I'm still in Bordeaux. What? That guard that just left me, they asked if I had seen Father Chamnard go down this street. Father, I beg of you, get out of France. I'll tell those who ask for you of the danger. They'll understand. No, my son. If there are still people who will risk to have the sacraments administered, what would God think of me if I ran away? But promise me you will be careful. Yes, yes, but go now. We've talked too long. (laughs) 
You're told that a priest, this shamanar, just went into the street. The only one you see is this tinker. Yes, and he told us... That a man just turned the corner two blocks away. Why didn't you use your head? We dashed after the man. We searched the houses. I sent men ahead to block off the street. I said, why didn't you use your head, not your feet? Well, I, I don't understand. Citizen, stupid. Why didn't you bring in that tinker? The tinker? Why should I bring him in when he had been so helpful? Because, you fool, he was most likely Shaminat. Laces for ladies who need pins you, and needles. You, old man, yes. come here. Yes, yes, good citizen. How long have you been peddling in Bordeaux? Oh, two years about. Now, let's see. It was a year after my wife died. Never mind all that. Now, you go about a good deal in Bordeaux, don't you? Well, the weather's not too cold. Well, now, as you go about, do you see uh, other peddlers? Uh, yes. Yes, indeed. Often we stop and talk over the miserable conditions of trade, I mean, not the government. Do you know a tinker? Well, several by sight, that is. Do you know one named Chaminade? No, I can't say that I do. I've merely a nodding acquaintance with tinkers. They're not a friendly lot and keep to themselves. Now, you keep an eye open for a tinker of about 30, medium build, and should you see him, report to me. Here, Take my address. Is Tinker, he's a friend of yours? No, he's a priest. Good heaven. That's right. Now, if you see him, run to me at once. There may be a reward. Oh, thank you. Thank you, citizen. Good day, citizen. Long live the revolution. Long live liberty, equality, fraternity. Pins and needles. Needles and pins. Fine lace for the ladies. Pins. Needles? Father, eh? the people on this list ask for you. I'll tell them I'll come, Jean. Pins and needles. Needles and pins. I baptize thee in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Join you together in marriage in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Open in the name of the revolution. To the roof, Father. I'll try to delay them. Quick, Father. Open. Hide the candles. Where is he? Where is he? Please, citizen, have some respect for the dead. Where is the priest? We saw him enter. There's no priest here. You must be mistaken. What's this door? Quick, up the stairs. He's gone to the rooftops. Don't let him escape. Shoot if you see him. 
A reward to the man who brings him down. Citizen, uh, there, there was a stranger here, but we thought he came to mourn for the dead. That must be the man you're looking for. Don't try to hoodwink me. Oh, good citizen, I wouldn't do that. But if that should be the man you're looking for, it would be a mistake to shoot him. Why so? As an example to the others, wouldn't it be better to take him alive and, and let Citizen Guillotine have him? Yes. Yes, you're right. You above! Don't shoot! Take him alive! You stupid fools! Didn't you hear me tell you not to shoot him? We heard, but too late. It's all right, we missed him. A window opened in the third house from here, and he entered. Well, after him! After him! This was the daily life of Father Chaminade during the year 1793. And then suddenly, it was all over. Robespierre was overthrown and was beheaded. But when another group came into power, the infamous laws against the clergy were again revived, and priests who refused to sign the oath were ordered to leave France in two weeks or be deported. Father Chaminade made his farewells to his friends and went to Bayonne, where he stopped overnight to see the archbishop before crossing into Spain. And as he stepped from the inn the next morning, he saw a familiar figure coming toward him. Joseph! Am I dreaming? Not at all. Is it really you? Louis, I'm glad to see you. And I you. So glad to know you're alive. I was on my way back home when I heard that the edict permitting our return had been revoked. There's nothing to do but go to Spain. We're exiles. But at least we're together again. Where shall we go? Come with me to Saragossa. Why Saragossa? Should we remain close to the border in case a tolerant group seizes power and permits our return? The Archbishop advises Saragossa. And uh, there's something that draws me there. What's that, Joseph? Remember the story of St. James the Greater when he was preaching in Saragossa with so little success that after several years he had made only nine converts? Our Lady of the Pillar. Yes. She told him to build a church on the spot where she stood. And in it, he was to set her statue on a pillar of jasper she left as a souvenir of her visit. Well, I... I seem to be pulled by some unknown force toward that spot. I can't explain it, but I know I must go to Saragossa. Then that's where we shall spend our exile. Come, get packed. The coach leaves in an hour. Louis. Each night I thank God for another day on earth. Oh, what a terrible experience. Oh, but a very revealing experience. In what way? Going about as a workman, I really mingled with the people and got to know them. Their thoughts, their fears, emotions. <laughs> and what many thought of the clergy. Some of their remarks were not very flattering, to say the least. <laughs> I can well imagine. Louis, I've learned so much during those terrible years. If we're to revive religion in France, we must win the young people. The generation which has grown up during the revolution will have to choose between Christianity and the new philosophies. They cannot take both. But how? They've heard more of the revolutionary doctrines than they have of Christ. True. Right now, I don't know how I'll go about it, but all along I've had the feeling that I'd find the answer here in Saragossa. I certainly agree about your idea of working through the young people. Before leaving France, we tried to organize a group. We were to call it the Society of Mary. 
Society of Mary. I like that name. I like it very much. Oh, now I must go. Where? Where do you go at this hour each day? To Our Lady of the Pillar. Louis, the conviction has come to me that the Blessed Virgin is our only hope, our strength, our help, our life. All these things because she is our mother. And through her, men can be won back to her divine son. Father Charbonnard spent hours of supplication before the image of Our Lady, pleading with her to help raise workers who could help restore the faith in France. Holy Mother, show me what you want me to do to bring true knowledge of you to all men, so that the people of France may know how to reproduce in their lives the life of our Lord. Help me to bring back to France days of glory like of old, when confraternities bore your name and people gathered about your altars singing your praises and imitating your virtues. Holy Mother of Christians, show me the way. And then one day, after long hours of prayer before the Virgin Mother, Joseph burst into the room where the two brothers lived. Louis! Louis, I found it! I found it! Why, Joseph, you're trembling... What is it you found? My mission. She revealed it to me just now. Sit down, calm yourself, and tell me about it. Well, as I was praying to her, I saw a vision. The shrine faded away, and I was seated in a little room. About me were seven young men dressed in black suits. They knelt before me, their heads bent in prayer. Yes, Joseph. But what does it all mean? It must mean that I'll start with seven individuals someday, and around these I'll begin to take on the mission. And through them, I'll find the way to make it a perpetual mission. You mean... You establish a religious order? I'm sure of it. Not one, but two. One for young women and one for young men. Oh, Joseph, I hope you're right. Right now, it seems impossible. Bordeaux's in a worse state than when the Saracens and the Vandals sacked. Oh, yes, I know, Louis. Don't you realize the revolution has destroyed the social order and, and left nothing on which to build? For years, I fought what was evil in the doctrines of the revolution... Now we must build on what was right about the revolution. The democratic spirit, regardless of the terrible crimes committed in its name, has come to stay. If we try to turn back the clock, we're lost. Liberty, equality, fraternity. Oh, how often the mob shrieked those words as they murdered innocent people. We'll take those very concepts and give them a Christian meaning. Are not all men equal before God? Didn't Christ preach brotherhood? of man. Demagogues turn these concepts to their own advantage. We must teach people their true, their Christian meaning. You're expecting a great deal, Joseph. Of course I am. Even the impossible. Another way, Joseph, of saying you expect a miracle. <laughs> Father Chaminade now devoted his spare time 
to the study of religious orders and monastic rules. When Napoleon seized power, he invited the priests back to France. And Father Chaminade returned in 1800 and began his work. With two young men, he started a sodality of Mary, and soon there were 12. On February 2nd, 1801, he called these 12 together, and each took a vow. I, Jean-Baptiste Lalanne, servant of God, child of the Holy Catholic, Apostolic, and Roman Church, dedicate myself to the service of the Blessed Virgin and to the cause of her Immaculate Conception. I promise to honor Mary under the title of Mother of Youth and to make her honored by others as much as is in my power. So help me God and his holy gospels. So it began. The members of the sodality grew. Soon there were 200, then thousands. Then schools were started, then seminaries to train teachers. And then one day, a number of the sodalists came to Father Chaminade and asked to take vows of obedience to him as their spiritual director. And from this group, seven professed the desire to devote their lives to religion. This was the moment Father Chaminade had long waited for. On December 11, 1817, these seven made their first profession of temporary vows for the glory of the Most Holy Trinity and the honor of Mary. The Society of Mary, of priests, teaching brothers, and lay brothers, holding equal rank, was founded. to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV-AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony Shrine Graymore. Attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need. 
please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org. You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymore, Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen.